Uh, I'll be speaking a little bit about the program that we've implemented at Save the Children with, in partnership with World Vision um, uh, in Niger, um, and, and demonstrating how an integrated approach to address livelihoods, agriculture, and health, uh, especially focusing on household decision making, can have really positive outcomes across different areas. Um, I'll give you just a little bit of context on the uh, area that we work in. Uh, Niger ranks, ranks number two from the bottom on the UN uh, and Human Development Index and near the bottom on the Gender Inequality Index. Um, it has the highest fertility rate in the world with women of reproductive age about having about seven children each expected to have. Um, poverty, inadequate birth spacing, malnutrition, food insecurity, and uh, harmful practices like child and child marriage also play a really strong role in uh, high rates of maternal and child mortality. Um, in this area that where we worked uh, in um, Marathi, um, we've seen that it's, it's the highest region, has the highest regional prevalence uh, of poverty of 67%. Third of the population is at risk of food security and 16% is actually food insecure. Um, these contextual factors compounded with some of the gender norms uh, about the roles of men and women uh, translate in chronic um, food and uh, nutrition gaps, uh, inability to make resilience enhancing nutrition sensitive investments. Um, we also see that socioeconomic constraints that are faced by women in this context limit their access to skills, opportunities, and information in which limits their opportunity to ability to anticipate, respond, and adapt to interrelated shocks and um, uh, stresses. Um, according to the research that we conducted, uh, formative beliefs and social norms um, um, on or or family members' income make it really challenging for members um, of the household to make decisions around nutri in nutritious food for children. So, um, uh, in another, another um, statistics around um, uh, child marriage, which is prevalent in this particular area where we work, uh, adolescents, girl, adolescent girls are more likely to be married and mothers by the age of 18 than to have finished primary school and know how to read. Um, contributing to the lowest women's literary rate in the country. So that's kind of the context against which we are working here. Um, LAHIA is a program that is focusing on four different areas of um, improved nutritional status of children under five and pregnant lactating women, increased access to food, reduced vulnerability to food uh, security shocks, and also looking at improved participation by women. Um, it's really anchored in uh, understanding of investing in women's empowerment and uh, bringing men into the dialogue uh, as accelerators of outcomes across all of these areas of focus. Um, in, in terms of our approach, there are three areas that we're focusing on. So um, we have a triad of health volunteers. Um, and we really stress the integrated approach because rural, rural life and family life is not unidimensional and inadequate consumption of um, nutrition foods undermined by cultural norms uh, about health and nutrition and then compounded by rigid gender norms about the roles of men and women uh, are really uh, can, can have devastating uh, consequences. And so addressing household decision-making, improving household-level communication, and addressing the inequitable status of women have been at the heart of this program. 
So the three areas that you see here are, A, the triad of health and nutrition volunteers. Um, these are three groups that it goes beyond uh, measuring um, messaging um, or delivering messages and investing in, uh, uh, but also we're helping communities uh, and uh, new mothers uh, around a common goal, goal of healthy child growth. So we have peer educators following women from pregnancy to their child's second birthday to ensure access to health centers, health workers, and oversee um, uh, the, the how um, um, ensure that children grow uh, until they're two years of age. They grow, uh, they, uh, <clears throat> they waited for underweight, screened for acute malnutrition, and uh, receive appropriate services. <clears throat> uh, we also have the Women's Savings and Loans Group, which is uh, um, Mata Masu Dubara, or Women on the Move. And this is a re registered women's savings group um, and loan group that is recognized by the government. And uh, uh, we've been able to train some village agents and facilitators who are responsible for routine monitoring um, and providing financial management. And through these groups, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> um, through these groups, uh, 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 it's been possible for women to make, thank you so much, uh, to make uh, um, from women from the poorest households to make decisions about um, uh, where to invest the money. And uh, um, some of them uh, uh, went into short-term loans um, and that are adapted into individuals, uh, individual needs um, and um, to meet food, food, nutrition, social needs of the households and also purchase agricultural uh, inputs. And thirdly uh, is the husband schools, uh, which is um, uh, comprised by men with the goal of promoting the adoption of range of positive behaviors among fathers. Um, uh, our approach relies on building a cadre of men um, that model best practices, advocate for maternal and child health care. Um, those schools are there to amplify the work uh, of the triads and women's groups uh, by addressing some of the underlying cultural um, um, and gender norms related to household decision-making, health-seeking, and nutrition. Uh, we've chosen this men uh, based on their good standing in the community. It's kind of a prestige to be chosen to be part of these groups, um, their work ethic, and their leadership uh, ability. Um, uh, given some of the cultural and religious misgivings about uh, household decision-making, uh, we also uh, include uh, religious leaders in these groups. Um, that's been really important. Um, so the groups of men who, um, who then become facilitators and advocates for, uh, sort of has amplified within their communities to become advocates for this uh, across um, communities. Um, so um, improving community health and nutrition in the, by improving women's and men's uh, awareness of issues affecting reproductive health and family planning has been one of the key pieces of the husband schools. Uh, we've worked on improving men's knowledge, so it's not just good, it goes from both knowledge and understanding of the issues, but also changing, uh, changing norms around men's more equitable participation in the household. Uh, and then uh, gradually at the end, we, we uh, have seen that many men have become that, those agents of change within their communities. Um, some of the impact that we've seen has uh, really been very positive. We've, um, the um, 
in addition to some very positive health outcomes, um, we've seen increased in attendance of antenatal and postnatal consultation, assisted deliveries, adequate birth spacing, improved um, infant and young children practices, uh, but also some of the qualitative research that we've done has, um, uh, has seen consistent improvement in communication and joint decision making in the household level related to agricultural production, household consumption and nutrition, children's education, especially with uh, investment of girls' education, uh, and also um, delay of child marriage. Um, in terms of um, sort of le lessons learned from this, and I have one minute left, uh, we are um, we're, we're part of the Sahel Resilience Learning Project that has been working with Saida Children and other uh, partners since 2014, and we'll be focusing on sort of three areas of research uh, in the next few years, uh, looking at individual internal capacities, so human capital, agency, literacy, education, self-confidence, um, at external opportunities and resources, so what are some of the uh, barriers to financial resources, uh, services, access to markets, um, <coughs> livelihood options, community participation, leadership, and lastly, some of the external constraints or barriers, such as formal and informal structures, sociocultural and religious norms, etc. And um, um, as I said, this has been um, a strong learning for us around how do we integrate uh, approaches around household decision making, how we start from family, start working with men to uh, um, mitigate some of the impacts of women's empowerment and bring them into uh, uh, the space of household decision making together. So, thank you.